Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. So today we're doing several things. It is the first Saturday in Lent, so we always have a liturgy on this Saturday commemorating the miracle of the Koliva wrought through St. Theodore the Recruit. Uh, when Julian the Apostate was in power and he wanted to create a scandal with the Christians, he had the blood of sacrifices from pagan temples sprinkled all over through the, through, through the food markets in Constantinople. And Theodore the Recruit appeared before the Bishop of Constantinople and said, Make Koliva and have your people eat that instead. And so to this day, we make Koliva in honor of the dead. And so, of course, today is also the Saturday of Souls, in which we remember the dead and we name them. And we also celebrate the second and third finding of St. John the Baptist, which is why today uh, the Gospel reading, both in Matins and in the Divine Liturgy, is from that feast, because, of course, John is the first among the prophets, and his readings have precedence over what is normally read today. But where I want to begin is something that even surprises me, because as I was preparing for today, I looked at the list of saints that we were celebrating today, and I was wondering in the back of my head, well, who who are we celebrating? And there was this name that I had never heard of. It was St. Cuman the White, Abbot of Iona. Iona is one of the Hebrides, an island off the west coast of Scotland. And it is a monastic center in the ancient world. It was sort of where the, the Irish Christians re-entered into the main island of Britain to try to re-Christianize it after the invasion of the pagan Goths. And there's not a whole lot that's known about St. Cumin. He wrote The Life of Another One of the Saints, and it is recorded when he was born and when he died. Uh, but what's interesting is that during his time as abbot, there was a illuminated insular gospel text created called the Book of Duro. And this is with the oldest extant illuminated insular gospel that we have. It's more than a hundred years older than the Book of Kells, which is probably the most famous illuminated text. And we don't really know where it was done, but there's evidence and there's arguments to be made that it was done at Iona. And the reason that I mention that is the fact that in the Celtic Christian world, the gospel and the written word of the gospel were important enough to put the kind of effort that went into creating these illuminated texts. And it impels us then to meditate upon the power of language. Our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ is called the Word, the Logos, and that God created through language. He created by speaking, let there be light. 
and he gave words and language to his prophets. And these words were written down and had power. St. John the Baptist is considered to be the greatest of the prophets, in part because Christ quotes those prophecies about John. He is the one who comes before me and prepares the way. He is Elijah. These are prophecies from the Old Testament written down and fulfilled in the person of St. John the Baptist. Christ himself has a plethora of prophecies written about him. He has several words that are titles like the word, like the son of righteousness, like the son of man. And all of these words have meaning and have power. And this goes all the way back to Genesis. When God came to Adam and asked Adam to be his co-creator by parading the animals one by one in front of him and allowed Adam to name them. He was invited and became part of the creative process of making the world. And so here today, as we speak words that were written 1,600 years ago or more, in order to participate in the great salvific work of God is an amazing and powerful thing. And I want to then call attention to this tradition that we have on this Saturday of making the kolava and of making a list of name and the power that we have been granted, that co-creative power of crying out these names to God to ask that these people, though they are dead and gone, are allowed to participate in the salvation of Christ our God. That God has asked us to participate, to be co-creators as he did Adam, by calling out these names and by taking that which was given to us, grain, fruit, honey, sugar, all the plants and all of the things that we include in the various recipes that we have for the kolava, and we take them and we work them with our hands, and then we present them to God in name names, speaking as God spoke, so that in this way we are fulfilling the image and likeness of God, that through language, We are being co-creators in the sense that we are lifting up part of God's creation, our loved ones who have passed away, and presenting them to God and asking Him to take our co-creative work and grant life. So thank you for being here today and speaking these marvelous and wonderful words. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, to the ages of ages.